Are we live? People! Deluded, I'm back again. I have got Mr. Hollywood, Mr. Curtis Shaw TV, ex-professional footballer in them things there, man. Thanks for blessing us small time. DG, DG, DG. Yo, I'm not going to lie yet. What made you hit that, by the way? Like, you got no right to hit that from me. <laughs> Honestly, I was drinking before the game and I was on this George Best thing, so I just thought, let me bang it. Like, literally. What I a thought goal I was being closed is, down, man. bro. What a goal. <laughs> Hey man, I'm sure you got there, man. I'm just spinning the uh, the same one for 50 years. You know us fullbacks, we're not supposed to be there, bro. Ski. No, you're not, man. You're not. But yeah, man, what's happening, man? Good to be here, bro. Good to be here. Good to have you back, my guy, man. It's been a while. I know I was on your channel last week, and obviously we're here now. But it's something that needs to get going. And obviously, where Arsenal's concerned, it's great. You know, it's all smiles and whatnot. I wanted yeah. to just again, I've got my questions, but yeah, man. Literally, just want to ask you on Watford's game, your opinions on Arteta, how the summer signings are doing, so on and so forth. Standard procedures, bro. So let's jump straight into it, man. Watford game, talk to me, man. How how did it go for you? What's all your opinions, man? It wasn't the cleanest of games now, was it? Mm. Do you know what? It's one of them, innit? Like, at this stage of the season, it's just get the three points. But there, there were a lot of very good things in that game. Like, I thought the goals that we scored were exceptional. Like, they mm. were like Wenger days goals. What's your favourite like, one? You know, which one, which one do you think was the best one? I'm trying to even think. That's what I'm asking best. you, bro. Because the Odegaard's one was was dirty. Martinelli's one is dirty. Saka's one is disgusting. Like, I'll probably say Martinelli's, you know, just because... Yeah, because the flick round the corner from Odegaard, the set yeah. from Laka, and then first, and then first time, time top time. bins. That's yeah, them, them goals, man. Them goals was like rolling back the years, man. I enjoyed them goals. Muscle memory, vengable and that. Yeah, vengable rolling back the years. I think, like you said, the thing that wasn't, like, clean about it is... We we kind of you look at that game, you think we shouldn't have conceded two goals. Like the first one, all right, it's a goal that he, he wouldn't score if he hit it another 30 times, probably. But mm, still, mm, can Cedric or Ben White get tighter? And the second goal for me is a shambles. I gotta be honest. I mean, you're a defender, you probably got more of an outlook on it than me, but it's it's just it's avoidable in so many ways. Xhaka with the sloppy pass, then Ben White gets done too easy. Even Ramsdale for me gets his angles wrong, kind of dives over the ball. So, like I mean, listen, against Spurs the other day, yeah. Yeah, that. like, it's, it's just one of them because you always have this thing with Arsenal that, well, if we're playing a better team there, that could have gone wrong. But I think, you know what, let's focus more on the positives. It was a good win. They beat Man United at home. They drew with Man United away. So even though we look at the table and we say, oh, we should roll Watford, you still got to beat these teams. They're trying to survive. They're not just going to roll over. So Facts. I think overall, it was a positive display. You know, the wingers scoring goals. Odegaard and Saka, I thought, was just on another level. Um, Lacquer obviously getting the assists. We want him to score, but, you know, at least he's contributing in that sense. Yeah, there's so, nothing in it. <laughs> I think overall, it was a positive win, but we still got to tidy up a little bit, um, like you said there. 
you said some great points and this is where I feel like, and you probably see it on your channel, when you're in these delicate moments, this is where you need to approach Arsenal with extreme balance. It's like <laughs> some of the things you said there, you're either positive as Larry or you're negative nanny. And you're right there. I feel the positives, as you said, the way we played football, I do like yeah. in the last couple of games, things haven't necessarily started well, but we've responded to it and got the results. The goals yeah. for me, I feel as we've got to this high standards now, same way we're waffling about the goals we scored, we need to want that clean sheet because personally yeah. I think we, we we gave it away and I think I don't know about you how you feel but I feel in the last three games or so against Brentford Wolves and obviously now I think we've been giving away goals that shouldn't have like you said the yeah. first one it I think was too open on the transition for as good as we were we're not following runners we're not stopping the cross the last one you mentioned Xhaka Xhaka's actually lost the ball him and Partey are not following Sissoko Ben White's got twisted up as you said I feel it's a bit harsh me blaming Ramsdale for the two goals yeah, potentially yeah. could have done better man so it is what it is would you make of the young players though because Oh. It's scary, man. Like it's 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 honestly scary, you know. Martinelli, I'm not gonna lie, I feel you know the goals and turn it away. We kind of gas up the performance a bit, but Martinelli doing the job, Smith Rowe and Saka. Smith Rowe is playing no part, but Saka doing the bit, Smith Rowe's there, and then you've got Mr. Martin Odegaard, who's a bit older than them, but it's like we I don't know, it feels like Arsenal fans, we don't gas up his thing enough. So it's like, where mm. are you at with Odegaard now? Do you buy into the Ozil comparisons? Is there a long way to go? Where are you at? No, listen, I think I think he's a similar player. I think I think his footballing IQ is, you know, up there as probably the highest in the in the club. Mm. You can see how he gets in them little pockets of space. He always seems to have time and space on the ball. And 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 sometimes we do this. I don't know why. Sometimes certain players we hype them and some we don't. I think mm. in the summer the general feeling was go and get maybe Madison because I mm. think when Odegaard came on loan. We weren't wowed by him. Let's be mm. honest. He came in, he was tidy, he helped, but we weren't like, yo, he's in he's a shell level. A yeah, but but sometimes a player needs that settling in period, that that preseason. That you know, now he was probably staying in a hotel when he came on loan. Mm. Now he's probably bought a house or rented well, a house. That, Everything yeah. psychologically is different. So I, I got to be honest. I've always rated Odegaard, but I didn't feel he was productive enough at the start of the season. But I think we're seeing it now. And I think, listen, I think Arsenal fans are right to gas him up. Like, don't overhype him, of course. But, I mean, he plays in a very similar way to Meza Ozil. So, I think I think we've got every right to enjoy him. I think Saka, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, those guys are just... They're winning as the games at the moment, let's be honest. They're the match winners. So, you just want to see some of the experienced players kind of do it sometimes. Um, because... There will be games like even against Watford. Let's be real; like Martinelli wasn't playing that well. Yeah, no, you know, no, the, several players weren't playing well. If we keep it a buck, I would say Saka, Cedric, Odegaard, probably Partey from the start to the finish for me, bro. Yeah, yeah, but the goal—the goal turns around the player ratings that you're going to give him. I would have probably give him like a six, but he scores. I'm like, yep, seven, eight. You know what I mean? Trust me. So, Facts. I, I think. Listen, the youngsters are performing. Just quickly, what you said there about the defending. I'm wondering if. Cedric's come in and done well. I think he's done all right. I actually mm. think going forward, he's probably better than Tomiyasu, but not mm. defensively. I just wonder if that dynamic of having both fullbacks attacking is what's kind of making us leap goals a little bit more because mm. Tomiyasu kind of tucks in and becomes tucks a third centre-back. So I wonder if, even though Cedric's playing well, if it's kind of changed the dynamics of our defence a little bit and that's why we're conceding. Mm, that's a great point. For me, I, dis I, I don't really... I think that could be it, but it's for me. I just see... Maybe it's because I'm a defender. 
and I, I got a lot of hate for this. I think we're an improved defensive side. I don't think we're necessarily a good defensive side. Listen, statistically, mm. anything that puts us up there, I can't disagree. I'm not hating on it. The minute Arteta came in, he did want to improve the atmosphere around the Emirates and defending. And he's done that. And I feel the wheels are in motion, but we're not really street smart. You know, at times, as you saw in the Watford game, we're not following runners. We're not tucking in. You know, no one's looked over their shoulder for that fantastic goal by, I can't remember his name, Chucho Hernandez. That's yeah. in our game. You go to the Brentford game. I'd even go back to Newcastle, Norwich and them sort of games there at home where we've kept a clean sheet and it's not really a talking point. So we're shut up about it. And I feel that's the stage they're at. You know, I've got a, a lot of time for Gabriel and Ben White. Them defenders in Saliba, as you know, they're going to do dumb things. Would you make a Ramsdale? Because even Ramsdale, me and you spoke time ago how, you know, he's a good keeper and that, but it's like he's 23. People are talking like he's world-class. I don't know if it's just you, but I feel his distribution in the last couple of games looking a bit dodgy. I feel while I love the passing and that, can he get back to basics and things? And as I said, he's going to go through good or bad moments. None of these players are the finished articles. What have you made of Ramsdale recently as well? Yeah, he's he's had one or two shaky moments, to be honest. Um, listen, he's had a great season. I have to hold my hands up. When we signed him, I wasn't overly convinced, but he has had a very good season. I think he'll be he'll be thinking that he can push Pickford out of that England team if possible. Rightly but so. I, I you wonder sometimes. Listen, don't you don't want him to believe his own hype too much. Just keep your feet on the ground and do what you've been doing well. Don't start thinking all of a sudden, I'm a top keeper. Like, mm. just do what mm. you're doing because these little mistakes, even his distribution against Watford was a little worse yeah, than usual. You know what I mean? He was yeah. trying to play some wild passes. So I'm thinking, just get back to doing what you was doing, you know. But listen, I, I don't think there's any reason to worry there. I still think he's, he's had a good season. I think he's probably in line to win player of the season at the moment um but yeah he just needs to cut out them little them little errors really who would you say is because i think ramsdale's up there i don't know if he wins it but i think he's up there for premier league player slash signing of the season more signing of the season i think odegaard is as well obviously odegaard in the last month or two months has really started to come to the fore ramsdale as you said people was relegation this that and the other he's come to his own which one would you say is the better signing then like if you had to give one player of the season for our club, where would you stand? I'd probably lean towards Ramsdale because, I mean, yeah. he's transformed the thing. But where would you be as a striker? Like, where would you be? Maybe look at it differently. Uh, no, I'll go Ramsdale because I think Odegaard started the season a bit slow. He wasn't even in the team at some stage. Mm. Um, was playing like Smith Rowe in the 10. I think Tommy Asu's been good as well. Um, but obviously he's been out injured for a while. Ben well. White, I think, has been good, but I, I don't know. I'm still not all the way there with him. What's there for you with Ben White? Sorry to cut you. What's, what what, what, what you talk to me? Do you know what it is with Ben White? Like At times, I think, when he gets isolated, he worries me a little bit. You know mm. what I mean? I remember mm. Jota spinning him all over Anfield, and the other day, the Sissoko thing, I'm like, that's just too easy. You know, I like solid defenders that are difficult to get past, that don't mm. give you anything. He's good on the ball. He's clearly like a modern John Stones kind of defender. Just defensively at times, when he's isolated, I think he can be got at. I think if you was a striker, you would look at him and think, I'm, I'm going to get at him. Do you know what I mean? Um, but listen, he's done well. I'm just still not all the way there with him. So for me, I would go for Ramsdale because I think, um, you know, he chose Leno over Martinez. And then a year later, you're bringing in a guy who's been relegated. He had a lot of pressure on his shoulders, to be honest, mm. for a young guy. So I would go with Ramsdale at, at the moment. But obviously, a lot can change between now.
And you made end. a you made a great point, and it makes me go back to what you kind of said before about just keep with Ramsdale, just keep doing what you're doing, and that's what gives me confidence because obviously he's no idiot. He speaks about any opportunity. He knows that fans weren't necessarily convinced. The one person whose opinion just matters is Arteta because he's parted with the cash and he's doing quite well. Um, what do you make of Cedric? Because we touched on him, and I, just before I forget, like obviously where are you at with him? Because you was bigging up Tommy Asu as was I. I think I speak for you when I say, listen, Tommy Asu is number one. He might not be. The most amazing going forward, but what he gives us defensively is a breath of fresh air. Now, Cedric, you know, we was very vocal when he's getting ripped against Sunderland and all them things, mm. but in his last three or so games, he's done his thing, really. You know, he might have could have done better for this goal, like the whole team, but he's done his thing. And as you said, experienced players at this moment in the season, you need that in it. So, where are you at with, with Tommy, with, with Cedric? You know, does Tommy actually face a fight to get his, his number one shirt back for you if he's fit? No, I do think Tomiyasu gets his shirt back. I can't lie because nice. when I look at the fixtures that we've got coming up, I'm like, you know what? You, we're playing Liverpool, we're playing United, Tottenham. Hey, you're you're going to play against cry, Tottenham. Bro. You know what I mean? Luis Diaz and these, man, that's the next level. So, Trust. I, do you know what? I think Cedric's shown that he's an able deputy. i got to be honest, though. I, I felt earlier in the season like he was probably done at Arsenal. Trust he me. had a few shaky games and I thought January, he might he might be out of there. Trust me. Obviously, they let set, um Chambers go, sorry, and, and kept him. So he seems to me like a player that's happy to be at Arsenal, probably happy to be a squad player. He's not going to pick up those wages anywhere else at this stage right. in his career. And the Experienced player. I think he's an all right backup. Like, you know, you don't want Tommy Asu to be out for too long, which is a little worry at the moment. But like I said, the one thing I think, I do believe Cedric is better going forward. He's got a great delivery. Mm. And I think he helps Saka because... When you overlap, you pull a defender away, don't you? You give Saka mm. that little bit more space Facts. to go and do his thing. So I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Saka likes playing with Cedric more. I mean, you say that, but and I agree with you, but it's like I'm seeing Saka just moan at man. And I agree with you. Obviously, that's one thing we used to run with Cedric with Pepe is that he mm. overlaps. So what he might look shakily, he might go forward. Do you think with Cedric's, I don't want to say emergence, but with his re-emergence or showing that he's got some youth, obviously four games is a is a is a wild one. Would you say that tips your tips your your January, your summer, sorry, um business? Because a lot of people would have had back up right back on the agenda would you say maybe you don't necessarily need that a couple bob could go elsewhere maybe a more experienced center half midfield or where you are a striker you can see arsenal need a striker so <laughs> does it does it change your opinions with with a backup right back for you i think it depends who we go for um mm. clearly tommy asu's probably physically had a little bit of a breakdown struggling to cope with the premier league in the intensity so mm. we need a good second choice right back and again it depends what competition we're in next season you know because Fact. if you're in the champions league you need a better second choice right back um I mean, I know they've been talking about Spence and things like that. I, I think personally they would still look to maybe upgrade Cedric if possible um, because I, I think you almost need two kinds of fullbacks now. I think mm -hmm. you need that. I know they've talked about Lamptey a number of times. I think it'd be good to have two totally different right backs. Tommy Asu, I think, can also play maybe in a back three mm. as well in, in the central area. So... I mean, Cedric's doing all right, but I, I would still like to maybe see a right-back come in and, and maybe let him go if we could get somebody that was better than him. But it's not my number one priority in that sense. You know, like you said, we need a striker, maybe even two. We need probably two centre-mids if El Nenny goes. 
Um, I think, you know, what happens with Saliba as well. So, yeah, I, I would have a right back on the list, but not not at the top. Obviously, I don't want to do Tommy Asu dirty because I feel as much as we like exciting players and Odegaard and it's easy to gravitate to a Ramsdale, I just like, I like competencies. There's just some luxury yeah. that I know Tommy Asu's human. He's going to have an off day. He's going to have a bad day. But nine times out of ten, he's not. It's not that. Do you feel, though, not to do him dirty, but do you feel you could you could sign an upgrade on him and he could be that rotation stash whatever option? Saying that, as you said, you mentioned Lamptey. That's about 50 M's or something along mm -hmm. those lines. Do I see us doing that? And as you put rightly, a couple of midfielders and a striker? Probably not. But is there a reality where that could happen for you? I do think there's room for that. I do, because, you know, Tommy Asu has been good, but he is, I don't I don't want to say limited, but he's not kind of what the modern fullback is he's in a sense. Basic, like, like, everyone like, else's nice fullback way. is doing what Trent and Reese J, they're man all bombing on, you know what I mean? With mm. Tommy Asu doesn't do that. So Does the narrow invert and uh, underlap. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, listen, I, I do think there is room to go and get someone else, but... I think, um, like you said, man, I just couldn't see him dropping that kind of money on a right back uh, with the other priorities we've got. So it'd be interesting. It wouldn't surprise me. You know what Arsenal like? Wenger used to need, you know, a defensive midfielder to go and sign a number 10 when Trust we had me. about three of them. So <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me with Arsenal, man. Generally, what have you made of the back five then? Because obviously we've spoken mm. of them like individually and collectively. You know, it seems like we've got a good foundation. We yeah. indirectly spoke of Ben White's mistakes. Gabriel has a clangor in him, if we're honest. Saliba, okay. as good as he's been in France a couple of times. Where are you at with this defence as well, collectively? And what are you looking at from the future of them? Uh, do you know what? What I like about the defence now is like when everyone's fit, we know what the back five is going to be. Me. And that, exactly. that's a positive, you know. When exactly. you're thinking about the team or you're doing your preview, you're like, back five picks itself. We don't even need to talk about it as exactly. long as they fit. What I will say, I think, you know, we've we've still got quite an inexperienced defence. And I think you see that naivety at times. I think Gabriel sometimes exactly. too eager to go and win the ball all the time. Sometimes just stand the player up. Exactly. Ben White, I do think, has done well. But like I said, I've still got a few question marks over him. What I would say is I think they need to show a bit more when we play the better teams. Because I was looking mm. at the stats like played Man City 5-0, concede two at home, you know, Liverpool away four, um, Chelsea at home two. You know, so we've conceded 13 goals against the top three in four games, which is too many. Which, you know, I think when you're playing against teams that move a bit more and get you thinking a little bit more, we to seem to struggle standard. to deal with it. Obviously, some of that is to do with the midfield helping the defence as well. Um, so I think they're improving. I think they'll get better and better as time goes on. Um, do we need an experienced centre-back? Maybe. But, you know, the ones we've had, your Pablo Maris, your Holdings, they're not the They're not the answer. So I don't know. Listen, like I've always said to you, I'd love to see Saliba come back. Um, sometimes, like I said, players do get overhyped um, because you just have this reality. It's like the forbidden mm. fruit, isn't it? We ain't got mm. him there, mm. so you know we we so think he's, he's unbelievable. That's the guy, yeah, yeah. He's probably going to be the same when he comes to Arsenal. Make mistakes, not used to the prem, you know. But um, I'd like to see Saliba come back, and I mean, uh, do we need an experienced player? I don't. It depends what competition we're in. Again, if you're in That's Europa thing. League, you can run it with. Salibra and maybe a holding. But if we're in the Champions League, might have to go and get another top centre-back. 
and that's that's where it's a bit political because for me, I, you know, I I, I think you kind of, you know, you've what, probably spent 70, 80 million on them two first choice centre halves. You might as yeah. well run and play them. But for me, it's a thing where you know football's a squad game. Same way when you're in form, everything Ben White and Gabriel at times has been amazing. There's going to be times, not just them, but everybody where it's going poor. And sometimes I feel if you could get that experience to late 20 year old, maybe even 30 year old that could either come in or someone yeah. that could, I, I can't see us signing an upgrade. You know, I mean, I saw screening yesterday and I would love mm. that but I can't really see it happening so you're right and in relation to Saliba I feel sorry for him in the sense of you know it's almost like it's impossible for him to really succeed in that with every game good or bad game as you know he's either going to be the guy or not the guy we've been here yeah. several times I think well, just from looking at him at Marseille he's been amazing nine times out of ten but there's you know he had a terrible game against Nice at right back he, you know what was it uh, there was another game as well where he struggled I've done loan reports on him so it's just yeah. it's not it's nothing to do with him struggling bro it's just that's your age in it and when you've got yeah. three of them as you know at some point that's going to cost you points now we got away with it in the last two games but that is going to cost you points so I, I, I might look at it but on one hand I think we should get one on the other hand I feel you know what you spent too much money to not do that I have a yeah. duty to ask you this and I can't really stand the, the the slander that he's starting to get from Arsenal fans I think they're being quite disrespectful to the flying Scotsman what have you made a team I know we started the season slow but I just feel man <laughs> on him I think it's because we've actually got other four decent members now so he looks half as he looks he, he don't look as as wavy because these lot can do their jobs but what have mm. you made of Tierney I'm not going to cap against Watford down that right hand side our left I think we was getting terrorised I think we was yeah. looking kooky but what have you made of him man I mean look I, I've had a few questions about him as well and again you know no, sometimes you, I have to, <laughs> I'm telling you man something do you know what though like you just said sometimes I have to step back and go do you know what he was in a back four with Holding and David Luiz and Hector Bellerin so he looked like a world beater next to them guys now we've lifted the level of the other three Maybe he doesn't stand out as much. So people are going, is he actually as good? I, I think I think with defenders, when you're not really talking about them, they're probably playing pretty well. Mm, you know, mm, no one's getting the better way. of them. They're not making mistakes. He's just handling his business. Um, I do, you know, like you said, against Watford, the thing that surprised me, though, was that they targeted him. Like, you would have thought, Cedric's at right back, they're going to go for him. But they kind of was doubling up on Tierney. I don't know if Martinelli wasn't helping him enough. But they definitely was aiming for him. The one thing I would say with his crosses, what do irritate me sometimes is I think sometimes pick somebody out or maybe yeah, whip the low cut. All them these high-floated crosses, I'm like, bro, no one's heading that in for Arsenal. You know, do something <laughs> a little bit different. But Trust. I don't think there's any reason to um, to make a big deal of it. Tierney's been fit for a, a lot of the season, which is positive. Usually this brother was going down, yeah, getting yeah, injured every other really. game. Do you know what I mean? So I think he's probably a future captain as well. They keep giving him the armband every time Laka comes off. So I think he's probably future captain. I don't think there's anything to worry about, really. I think he's been pretty solid. You're right, man. Obviously, let's move into midfield now. Before we talk about Thomas Partey, let's talk about your good friend, Granite Xhaka. What have you there made? There he goes. Yeah, we have to. You know what? We have to because... Go on. Um, 
Like, I'm not a Jacka hater. Do I think he's good enough to build the team around and things like that? Of course not. I don't think he's yeah. as good as Jacka sexuals. I don't think he's terrible. <laughs> I, I do, bro. I just feel we're going to live or die by this midfield. And if we're serious, we need to upgrade on that. Now, fair enough, he's doing his yeah. job. You know, he does a lot. He's done this in previous weeks, this withdrawn sort of eight where he tucks in at left back. In recent weeks, he's flying kind of further forward than leaving um, Partey as a lone six where I think they're starting to shine a bit better. What have you made of the midfield, man? Because we, we have been saying it, going back to before we started doing the live streams again, if we go all the way back to when we was last on your channel, we were saying, all right, the defence, them and their building blocks, the youngsters, yeah. it's that middle third now. And me and you, we keep saying it, number eight, midfield, we're not this, we're not that. What have you made of, of Granite Xhaka's performances so far? Do you know what? I have to give him some credit. He, he has played well recently, especially, you know, I think going through that January and like, you know, Xhaka was out, party was, you know, I got so desperate that I was like, yo, when Xhaka back? Like, that's how, that's how bad it was, bro. Dude, you know you're not I mean? alone, you're not alone. That's fact. how I felt. Like, I was like, no, nah, these men, but do you know what? I give him his credit. He's played well recently and, you know, until the end of the season, we know Xhaka and Partey, that's our best midfield pivot. That's what we need to get us into the top four, hopefully. I just don't want Mikel Arteta to get caught up on emotion that even if we hit the top four with Granite Xhaka and Partey, Xhaka has to get upgraded. You know, I, I, I don't want him to get like, oh, this guy got us there, so we won't buy a midfielder or we'll buy a young one that just plays back up to him. For me, I still look at, you know, Man City away, red card, Liverpool away, City at home gives away a needless penalty. He's, he's, I always say with Xhaka, he's a ticking time bomb. Like, he will play well for four or five games and then something stupid happens. So, but I give him his due. He's been better, um, you know, since he came back from injury and, and the manager clearly likes him. But for me, in the summer, you've still got to upgrade him now. That doesn't even necessarily mean you have to sell him, even if he becomes mm. third choice, fourth choice. But just the way he is, I kind of feel like if he wasn't starting, he wouldn't want to be here because he's got quite a mm. big ego. Mm. Um, so, yeah, listen, he's, he's playing well. But for me in the summer, you got to you got to bring in someone better. I mean, you said it all there. For me, I, I actually feel Xhaka's useful in the squad. I actually, and mm. it's actually an unpopular opinion. I feel we could talk about the young players that Arteta has improved. I actually feel Pepe, who can't get a game really, and Xhaka look more all-rounded under Mikel Arteta. Now, as you said, the emotional thing, because again, at one point, Xhaka was public enemy number one. Arteta yeah. backed him in the club. He's one of the first names on the team sheet and he's a character. And, you know, similar to a lot of these players, you know, on one hand, we should have bought in January. On the other hand, they got us here. I agree with you on that. It's almost like Arsenal fans, we do that. We're like, well, you lot helped us here. We're going to keep riding with you lot where we need a degree of ruthlessness. I think yeah. it should be part of the squad and not, not, not forced out. If offers come, entertain it. If there's any role of shouts and whatnot, he needs to keep it moving. What have you made of Partey? Because I think we're finally starting to see why we activated his release clause, finally. <laughs> like, what would you say has been the change? Is it because he looks like it's more of a sick sort of thing? Is it a mentality thing? Is it like he's come back from AFCON and he's serious? Is it everything? Is it just one of them things? Where, 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 are, you, where are you at with party? What, what is it for you? Uh, do you know what? I think, I think it's, again, similar to like what we're saying with Odegaard. Like, you got to think, last season, we bought him on the last day of the transfer window. So he had no 
period of settling in. There's no preseason. There's nothing. You're just in the prem. Mm. He clearly wasn't ready for it physically or whatever. He kept breaking down, kept getting injured. We were rushing him back. There's times the man's limping off. Arteta's pushing him on. It was all going wrong. Arteta loves we, it. We, you know what I mean? But we saw individual games. Like I remember, you know, the old Trafford game when he, you know, mashed up Pogba and Bruno and that. Facts. I think now, like you said, he's had the preseason. He, he's built the partnership with Xhaka. He's gone to AFCON. Seems to be, you know, playing injury free now. And I think we're seeing the real Thomas Partey and it excites me because I think if he's playing this good now, imagine how good he would be with an even better midfielder next mm. to him, you know. And um, so, listen, I, I love Partey. I've got to be honest. I think he's a beast of a player. The shooting, I mean, that's a whole different story. You, you know? need we to go to... teach him, bro. You learn a decent bro, little you bit you need to go teach him. You're the fool, bro. I mean, for Uncle Partey, I don't know Partey, man. I don't know for them shots, bro. He's going to slap one in the top corner eventually. Do you, think, do you think it's actually going to happen, though? Because we need a happen, national bro. holiday, man. Like, when that happens, bro. Like... Bro, surely one time he just licks one top corner, man. I don't know when, but it's he was close on Sunday. That little He's left foot curl. He's keeping it yeah, down. But... I give him that. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm hope every time he shoots, I'm just like, oh, don't do it, please. But I don't know. But in terms of his all round game, though, I think he's a beast. I, I like him. I think he's. I think we're starting to see the best of him, man. But we've got to get the most out of him now because he's like 28, 29 in his. So mm. we ain't got long to kind of have him settling in. And you said it there. That's for me where I'm a bit different with the experienced players. It's all fun and games talking about Saka, Smith, Rowe and all growing. It's another story whether we'll see the fruits to their labours. But when yeah. you're, you know, it's the, the experienced players. That's why I'm a bit harsher on the Cedrics, whether they're rotation players or Partey or Xhaka. And not, we're not like United in the sense of we look a bit more healthier. There's slightly less love dramas. But it's that like if you was to go through our experienced players, you'd have an asterisk over more of the experienced players, whether it's a loss of form, are they going to be here, etc. Etc., and I want to demand a bit more. Speaking yeah. of experienced players, Lacazette, what are you making of what, what are you making of like what are you making of Lacazette, man? Like obviously he might not like he lacks goals, but he's he's adding balance to the team, he's getting assists. Where are you at with this contract business as well with Lacazette? Yeah, with Laka, man. Do you know what? It's it's a mixed bag with Laka. I find it hard to even Facts. talk about him. That's how bad it is because I enigma. kind of feel guilty when I even say something bad about him because so you're doing the man them dirty exactly. Yeah, I, feel, like, I feel like he's so committed to the cause. You know, you can tell how much Arsenal means to him, and that Facts. means a lot to the fans. You know, he works hard. He he gives us everything. You know, sometimes he comes off the pitch, he looks exhausted, looks like shattered. Yeah. Yeah, he gives us everything. Look, at the moment, he's playing a vital role in this team because he is the link man. Everything goes through him. You know, a couple of them goals, the assists were brilliant. You know, you can see man. the young players vibe with him. I think he's uh like their favorite uncle, really. Yeah, man. He and he seems like a more mature leader than maybe a certain Aubameyang that left. You know what I'm saying? Lacquer mm. ain't turning up late and all of that. So <laughs> it's just for me, again, I, I would be on the same thing as, as like what I'm saying with the Xhaka thing. Like, and obviously his is different because Xhaka's contracted. I said before, if Lacquer would take like a one-year deal with maybe a one-year option and good, you, know? you might be second or something choice or whatever... I would consider it, but I don't think he will accept them circumstances. Because when mm. you're reading that the Leon chairman saying we're going to do everything we can to, to bring, bring him back, back, still talks to him. 
he's going to surely give him two, three years if he can get him on a free. So that's where I think the problem's going to be. And, and I think that's where Arteta's at because we've been in this position before. We gave Ozil a contract. Ozil was on fire at the time as well. Aubameyang was on fire. Now, I know their contracts were longer and more expensive, but did we get caught up in emotion? That's we don't thing. want to do that again with Lacquer. I was looking that we haven't signed a striker since Aubameyang. And that was awesome Wenger. So See. Unai Emery and Arteta haven't bought a striker between them. Literally. And I kind of just think we need to freshen it up. I would like to see two new strikers at Trust Arsenal me. with something different, full of energy, pace, maybe some height as well. If my hand was forced on it, I, reluctantly, I would probably let him go. I've got to be honest. So I don't like saying it, but that's that's just kind of where I'm at with Lacquer. Man. You're not wrong, bro. I think, you know, as you said, we need to stop doing the emotional thing. I think when you remove emotion, Lacazette is, is a hot and cold player. You look through the whole season, yeah. there's times he does better and whatnot. Part of the mm. squad, fair play. I'm here for it if there's favourable terms. The problem is, is the knock-on effects, you know. Who are you going to bring in and things like that? For me, I, Laka might sign a new deal, but I think the silence is golden, in it? We're talking about tying down Saka, Saliba, Martinelli. These are contracted until 2024. So I think it is what it is with Laka. And I mean, as much as Laka likes being here, we have to discount that he might not want to be a side man. He might want to change things. He might yeah. be happy living in London, but want to do elsewhere. Like you said, the security of a contract. He's one of these hot and cold players and I feel like I'm doing him disgusting, but it probably <laughs> is for the best. And I don't know about you, but when I look at it on a cynical one, I sit there and I say to myself, should I really praise a man for hard work and link up? Yeah. Like these are things that are given really and truly, and we're really kind of overcompensating because he's not bringing goals. Obviously, we've been linked yeah. with a lot of strikers, man. And not to put you on the spot, not that to say me and you can decide anything, but what would be a striker you would like? Clearly, we need someone that Arteta wants, someone that can drop deep and do all of them things like Lacquer. But I looked at Arteta's comments the other day, and he kind of basically said, "Listen, the striker's first job is to score." Now. It don't look yeah. like there's a million strikers to choose from. Everyone presents a risk. Who's the strikers out? You know, is there is there a target? Is there two targets? Who would you like, or what sort of sort of thing would you like up front if you could? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because uh, you know oh, we oh. we're talking about these strikers every day on these streams, and I look right. at a lot of them and I think, well, I like him, but there's something not. You know, there's no striker I'm looking at. I'm thinking he's got it all. Hundred percent, you convinced him, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I looked at mm. Isaac. Four goals this year, Isaac. Do you know what I mean? Um, Jonathan, David, you know, people saying he's better in a two. He's been a bit of a winger, kind of gone good through for the, the squad, not yeah, the guys sort of thing. Do you know what? The one I like, and again, he's a, he's a raw talent for some reason. I like Osimhen. At, um, I, I like him a lot. He needs to stay on side, but I like yeah. him a lot. He looks like a, like, out of all the guys we're linked with, he looks like one of the strikers that, he lives for goals, like, and it sounds dumb, but in the modern day, I don't think too many strikers are happy to score. I think they'll be happy yeah. to do the playmaking thing. Also, yeah. many hangs on the last man and whatnot. I do like Latoro Martinez, but if I'm honest, he's yeah. been stinking up the banger yesterday, but been stinking yeah. up the place. I think he's only got 17 goals and 24 years of age. It might be that time for him to go up, but there's yeah. that. I don't know where you at with the Dominic Calvert-Lewin and the Watkins thing. I'm not really for it. I'll get behind what um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin a bit more, but it's... Ah, it's, it's they mean, mean to me. Like I look at them too, I think we're trying to go to the next level, man. I don't... I, I, I definitely don't want Watkins. And Calvert-Lewin... Calvert-Lewin gets thing. injured all the time. That's the only mm. thing. Muscular injuries as well. 
Uh, I suppose the only thing, if Everton got relegated, uh, like you, get cheap, you know what I mean? You get a big discount on him. Uh, yeah, I'd. it's, it's right. tough, isn't it, man? I don't know what they're looking for, really. But, yeah, I'd go for Osimhen. But he, the only thing with him, he'd be expensive. They expensive, paid 60, man. 70. Napoli are notorious, that chairman, man. He don't let no one leave Hot on the list, bro. Death row contracts. Look at Koulibaly. <laughs> yeah, you can't get out of them deals until they, <laughs> they're ready to let you go. So, right. I don't know, man. I, I would I would take him and then... But then, I don't know if they're going for him, you know. I think they're talking about this Darwin Nunes now. They, I like just, him, you know. But he, I don't he's know. had a good season. He has had a good... I remember we played them last year and I saw him. I thought there was a lot of hype around him. And this year, he's really stepped up with the goals and that. So, yeah, maybe someone like him as well. But they're gonna. It depends what they want. But I think they need two. I think they need two. I don't think they'll buy two expensive strikers. Maybe mm. you get one who costs a bit. Like I've been saying for a while, like, I would take someone like Origi from Liverpool as a second choice, not mm. as the first. Just as a, a plan B off the bench, someone that can get goals, Just be involved got a point and about. And you get him on a free. I think he's out of contract this summer as well. Mm. So it'd be a fat signing on bonus for him. You're right, yeah. man. And it's like, I look at someone like Tammy Abraham. I'm not going to say I was a hundred. I'm still not a hundred percent convinced. I wasn't really convinced in the summer, but yeah. he scores goals. He's scoring more at Roma. That's one that could be thrown in. I'd rather that than, than a lot of them other ones. Uh, where are you at with the Borgia one? Because on one hand, I like mm. him, you know, I think he's an animal. I think he's got development to be done. On the other hand, I'm not saying he's not going to improve and whatnot. I feel there's a lot of conclusions made of someone that's just been doing this for six months, really and truly. Where are you at with the Borgia one? Because he seems to be one that, I'm not going to say he was linked with him last season, but ever since he's been at, the minute he touched down at Southampton, Arsenal looking at him, Arsenal, 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 Arsenal. Where are you at with someone like Borgia? Yeah, I mean, that, that that feels like a big gamble for me. And do you know what? I like him. Yeah, I've yeah. watched him a few times. I'm like, yo, this guy's a beast. This guy is a problem. Um, it's just... He's still very early in that development stage. Mm. And you think, you know, have Arsenal got time to sign someone like him and try and develop him? Can mm. he handle leading a big club? Can he go into Europe? Very different at Southampton, you know. Um, True. You know, Danny Ings was banging goals in left, right and centre at Southampton. But, you know, you sometimes different club. And You're Villa's right, not yeah. even that much of a step up. So... I do like him, but you know, Chelsea are notorious in the transfer market. They ain't going to let him go for 10 million. We're going to pay an arm and a leg. They don't want sell on fee, you know, all of that. So I like him, but I don't know if he's if he's the one I would go for, to be fair. You're right. Um, but he is good. He's a good Who are you looking for in midfield, man? Because obviously there's been Telemans, there's been Louise, there's been Fabian mm. Louise, there's been Arthur Mello, there's been. Our war, there's been Luis Paqueta now. Where are you at for the number eight position? Because I'm with this Fabio Ruiz hype, but apparently he, he wants Real Madrid. You know and, and hey, let me just respond, Carl. A couple of people getting on to me about well, Ariga. Well, well, well. let, let me just state my point quickly. Uh, they, uh, do you know what is? They didn't see the point. They saw the name. But yeah, no, i got to give you the full <laughs> point before they clip me up. I'm just saying as a backup. Right now, we're bringing on Eddie and Ketia as a backup. Would you <laughs> rather bring on Origi as a backup? You know what I'm saying? Just to get you a late goal. You know, Trent yeah. whips it in Origi. You know the thing, man. Last goal, you know what I mean? Late goal. I'm not saying to start. I'm saying as a backup, people. But yeah, back to your question anyway. Number eight. Oh, man. Yeah, you're, you're midfielders, man. I mean, you've been linked with enough of them. Enough of them. 
I mean, are we ever going to sign a midfielder from Leon? Every midfielder, it's like, yeah, we we wanted Talisso years ago. How are we chased him every summer? Takare's coming into it now. Yeah, you're right. Just sure. sitting on the bench as well at um, Newcastle. He ain't even coming this on. It. This is it. Like, Do you know what I mean? Paqueta, I like him. He's a bit more attacking though, isn't he? Anything yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I know he can play as an eight, but he, I wouldn't put him in an eight. He's more of a ten. Can play on the yeah. flank. Do the and wide playmaker thing. He's more of a compliment, man. If yeah, I'm I don't honest. know if we need that. I think we need someone to play next to Partey more than the 10. Mm. Um, I, I, do you know what? Tillemans, I think, will will go um, this summer. He's got a year left. Seems like, yeah. seems like he's not going to sign that new deal. He's not the most mobile, but he is good on the ball. Um, I think deep down, Ruben Neves wants to come to our stuff. Even him. Even him. I forgot about that one. I'd, yeah, I'm I think that's why he throws them shots. At, do you know what? I'll be honest, yeah. I, I like Renato Sanchez, you know. I know he's a yeah. bit more, you know, he's not as disciplined. He goes a little bit more, but I just, I don't know. I like that energy and pace. See the Chelsea game with Leo and 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 and, and Chelsea. Chelsea-Leo, where Renato bossed it the other day. They lost, but they he bossed it. He had a very good game. I was just watching that for Jonathan David. And the one thing I like about to go over David, I like how he wins fouls and drops into midfield, but that's about it. But you're right on the Sanchez when he believes in himself for me with the yeah. Sanchez one it just feels like I don't know how you feel but it's like it just feels so obvious we're not doing it like he's there yeah, yeah. they know they want to sell man he's been there he's been chatting to clubs if if man wanted him like he could have been here in January so it's not like we're convinced would you make a Telemans because I like Telemans a lot but I'm not gonna lie a lot of things we criticize Xhaka I'm not gonna say I don't mm -hmm. see them in Telemans defensively has yeah. brain farts like you said mobility wonderful on the ball you I'm sure you remember as well we've been playing against him since he was 16 them Anderlecht days in the champ so he's very cultured but I just feel Arsenal fans we do this thing where when we're linked with players it's like we start making out that they're messiahs they got no mistake yeah. in them there's nothing and then we start doing the wow thing when when we're, when we're surprised when they play it's crazy. No, you're right, you know, and, and this year especially, I've I've seen a few things in his game. I'm like, nah, I don't like that. Getting caught on the ball, you know, like you mm. said, not the most mobile. Uh, I think he's better in a midfield three, really, than a, than a two-man pivot. Mm. I think he was being linked with Liverpool, which I could see more in that three with all that energy around him can get him out of trouble. And I, I think we need someone that's that's more comfortable on the ball that we can go through. I probably agree with that. I think mm. Nevers is actually better at that role than Telemans is. Same. Telemans would be more next spectacular to things, but Nevers is more five out of ten, just keep things ticking in midfield and that 100%. Yeah. And I think we need a ticker because you look at like, you know, we keep saying he's kind of looking at the Man City setup and how they play and stuff like that. And I think, you know, Rodri is their ticker. You know, you need that kind of midfielder when you want to be possession-based. You got Ramsdale in goal. You got Ben White. You need your midfielder there, maybe your Neves. You got your Odegaard. So the whole spine of the team there, you got somebody right. that's comfortable on the ball. So, yeah, I would probably go Neves over Tillemans, to be honest. But I think he'd cost more money because I think he's got a couple years left on his deal. Tillemans only got a year left. So mm. there's plenty of options, though. Plenty of options. I mean, Neves is linked with, with Barca, so I'm not too sure. Just as you yeah. said that, I started, it made me deep, you know. Like, I know we need a number eight, but it just made me realise even more that we don't actually play through the middle that much. And even when it's in yeah. the middle, it's come from the wide areas. Like, apart with the exception of Saka nicking the ball off cleverly and smacking it in, you know, where Gabriel's tried to play the pass, those goals have come from wide areas. Wide and if areas. I'm real, you know, 
I'm kind of, it's not that I'm getting tired, but it's like, it's getting clocked. Like, we know Ben White's going to step into midfield, Gabriel the yeah. same, whether a midfielder's going to grab it off him is another thing. So, it's almost like more of a pressing need. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, I can't not talk about players. I, I forgot about an individual. What are you saying for Pepe? Because it feels like we have the same conversation every year on our channels, bro. I'll be real with you. No. Like, where are you at with him? Nah, man. Uh, bro, I can't lie. I'm tired. Trust I'm tired, me. you know. Not, not just of Pepe, just of the whole situation. You know, the whole situation, if we're if we're honest, is not working. And you know what? Like, I like Pepe. I've been rooting for Pepe, you know. I want him, you know, when he scores, I'm gassed. I'm like, yo, that was our record signing. You and know, this is I mean? coming from the man who said we should have got Zaha instead. So again, he's not hating on Pepe. Yeah, you know, I'm not because yeah, I you know, I wanted Zaha. I say that all the time that I wanted Zaha, but Pepe. You know, I've always sat there and thought there's a player there, there's a player there. But do you know what? You can only say that for so long. Mm. And I'm not saying there's not a player there. At the end of the day, football is about fitting into what the manager wants at times. You got to sometimes you got to do what he wants rather than what you're kind of about. Exactly. You got to maybe work a bit harder. You got to score more goals. You know. And I just think two years left on his deal this summer. You know, unless he tears it up from now till the end of the season, I almost, it's sad. I, I think you've got to be open to offers for him. I really do. I think, you know, and if we hit Champions League and I'm looking at, you know, Gnabry struggling to agree a deal, Sterling's got a year Don't left. Don't do this, man. I really want Gnabry to return to the carpet, man. Do you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, if we hit Champions League and them kind of wingers are on the market, I think Arsenal got to cut their losses on him because we're we're not one of them clubs we can have a £70 million player on the bench. We're not Man City. We're not Chelsea. It's self-sustaining. we got to learn now to, to sell players at the right time. If he rips it up, but I can't see him getting in the team, to be honest, because Saka, Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, they're, they're always performing. So... I like Pepe, but for me, if we hit Champions League, cut your losses, get what you can for him, go for a Gnabry, go for a Sterling, someone on that level and, and keep it moving. But it's sad, really, because he is a decent player. How much do you think you could get for him? Because on one hand, I don't, I know we spent 72 million or variables. I think you're lucky to get, 20, I would hope for 40. You probably have to accept 20. You probably have to try finesse a loan with an option to buy or a loan just to, to just try and do something i would have to obviously it was all incentivized so i'd love to yeah, see yeah. the actual cost of what we've actually paid pepe we must have owed some bread for winning the fa cup and things like that but i don't know man and the thing that fears fears it for me is like you know he seems like i don't want to say getting a look in but he's he's playing again Mm. Doesn't it feel like deja vu? Like this is the third season we've kind of done the second half of the season thing. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully he tears it up and then something happens. Me and you go off and start talking about transfer news. We come back for the for the season to start and it's almost like, what's happened with you, man, now? Like we yeah, thought that yeah. was the platform, that was the liftoff, really. Do you think, do you actually feel like he's hard done by not playing as much as he could under Arteta? Because obviously Saka's doing his thing. On the left, you've got them options. I don't know where you stand on Pepe through the middle as a false nine, but do you think he's hard done by it? I remember you making a great point on one of your live streams I was watching is that you said something along the lines of, I can't remember specifically, but long story short, Pepe's not an Arteta signing. When he's not your signing, it doesn't matter if you spent a penny or 70. It's like, you're not my guy sort of thing. And it's weird yeah. because, as I said, I think Arteta likes him. I think he's actually yeah. made him more all-rounded. So it's, it's baffling, bro. It's baffling. Do you know what? And I agree with you. I do think Arteta wants to make it work with him, probably wants to put his arm around him and say, come on. But I just think the problem is the players in front of him, 
there's no space there for him. I think what's more positive now is I feel like Pepe's going to at least come on in every game. There were points mm. he was sitting on the bench. Remember, he's a player night. now. Do you know what I mean? So at least he's coming on. But let's be honest, Saka on that right, he's dominating for us. He's one of our best players. And then Smith Rowe's top scorer on the left, Martinelli's, you know, Smith Rowe's not even in the team at the moment. So Smith Rowe couldn't even get his place. You're right on that. Tini had to lose his place at a time as well. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just think if you're the owner, you're going to look at it and say, you've got a £72 million player there that can't get in ahead of a guy that came out of the youth team. So it financially, it's not good business. And um, like you said, it's strange that always second half of the season, he kind of finishes well. You know, the FA Cup year was, oh, look how well he finished. This, this Last is it year, now, he got a few goals it. at the end. But then start of the season, he just disappears again. So... I've said before, I think Pepe's a counter-attacking winger. Uh, you look at the way Lille played, True. soak up pressure, attack at speed, get the ball to him Fast. high up the pitch. One thing I say about Pepe, I think he's a very good finisher when he's in front of goal. Mm. When we when we want to play possession-based football, we're not that quick on the counter-attack in transition. Mm. Pepe, often when he's in one-on-one -on -one situations, he's not maybe quick enough, don't move things quick enough. So... I think he'll have an impact between now and the end of the season. It wouldn't surprise me if he came off the bench a few times and scored the winner. You're I just right, don't man. think he'll I don't think he'll manage to get into the team as a as a starter. And and like I said, with two years left, I think you'd be lucky to get 30 million for him, to be so honest. I'd say I'd say 20, but I'd be even, yeah, that even 20 that. million euros, fam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's on 130 grand a week. That's what I'm saying. Out of the big, big clubs in Europe, how many of them are going to want to sign him? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, how many are going to take a chance on him, really? Probably have yeah, to throw yeah, Italy so. or Saturn. Yeah. And this, yeah. Is the jar and this is the jarring thing with Pepe, because obviously talent doesn't mean anything. But when I look at natural talent, I think he's mm. up there in, the, in, in our team. I think him, Odegaard, yeah. off the top of my head, Smith Rowe, natural talent, he's up there. Like, he's got he a is. lovely skill range and whatnot. And... It's just a shame as to as to what's happening, but hopefully there's a change. I mean, I'd probably the wickedest thing is I'd probably let I'd probably I'd, I'd let be open to him going. He's one that I wouldn't necessarily force out for me in terms yeah. of outgoings. Leno, Maitland, Niles, Bellerin, Torreira, these sort of men are the priorities to get rid. I'd probably yeah. commit Saka and Martinelli. I'd let Pepe's deal run another year at worst yeah. with a year left excelling he could do his thing as you mentioned Champions League I don't really I'm not a, definitely where Arsenal's concerned uh, you know I'm not really a fan of making more problems before we address our role in it so let's for me let's just get a centre mid then a striker yeah, yeah. then entertain Keep these guys exactly and let these men start yeah. start going and things like that if we move on slightly again we can't not have this and have you here what's your opinions on Mikel Arteta what's your positives and negatives that you can see within him now has he proved yeah. you wrong in that in any aspects because I feel us content creators we get a lot of heat because I feel when we was doing this me and you when Arsenal was less volatile we gave Arteta luxuries that are out of his control and we held him accountable yeah. and you know you have to face that so now that you're doing well, we have to give him his flowers. Like for me, mm -hmm. I do like the building blocks I'm seeing with, as you said earlier, we're playing the same team. People are understanding what's going on. I'm seeing you back up your chat. Uh, attacking, we're still not all the way there yet. We're still predictable, but we're looking all right. And bro, at the end of the day, we're fighting for top four, innit? This is everything. Yeah. I'm not going to praise you for it, but this is everything you should be doing. So where are you at with Arteta now at this point, even though there's no conclusions to be drawn? No, like you said, bruv, with me, I, I'm one of these people, I'll say things, but, you know, if it goes the other way, I'm more than willing to, you know, eat humble pie on it at the end of the day. Facts. We're and Arsenal fans. Do you know what I mean? And I've been critical of Arteta, openly, like, said, 
I thought he was lucky to get the job. I think he's been Which given a lot more time than a lot of other managers Which got, he was. considering how bad last season was. But I'll give him his dues. This year, you can see that Arsenal are building something. You can see we're moving Facts. forward. Facts. You know, he's brought in players that have bought into what he wants to do. Brought back in Martinelli I'm... as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, finally, you know, brought him back in. We've got a team that I think the fans feel a lot more connected with. They want to be there. Before, we felt like we had mercenaries who just wanted a payday. You know, your Williams and them man there. So, I, I believe he's building. What I've said with Mikel Arteta, because he does deserve praise for what we're seeing this season. Fact. I think, as we're talking now, that if Arsenal don't get in the top four, I think that will be a big disappointment. Now, even though at the start of the season, I didn't think we could get top four. Because to be honest, I thought City, Liverpool, Chelsea, they're way better. And we just look like duds, let's be real. Like, there was nothing for you to get behind to sit there and say, we're going to get top four, despite the fact that that is our challenge. They weren't like, we was a mess. Internally, they could say one thing, we was a mess. You're not wrong And, And you look at United, I mean, United finished top four. They signed Ronaldo, Sancho, Varane. So to me, I looked at the top four, like that's gone before we even kick off the first, you know, game of the season. And then we collapsed. We've got into this situation. Now, obviously, in January, we were either very brave or very stupid. We'll find out at the end of the season. You've kind of taken in this. I like this. You know what I mean? We'll find out at the end of the season because whatever we thought or think about Aubameyang, that's a goal scorer that has gone. Now, maybe that was right. Maybe that was wrong. My issue was... No replacement coming through the door. So we've got the conversation to talk about, just like when we had no creativity and we let Ozil go. Now that Odegaard's there, it's not a thing. Facts. Yeah. Facts. I, and you know, so I, do you know what? I, I, I understand why they didn't buy anybody because Arteta is basically saying who we wanted wasn't there or we were going to have to overpay for somebody we didn't truly believe in. And we've done that in the past and it's Facts. gone wrong. It's gone pear so shape. Yep. I do understand doing that, but it's just sitting here now, you think, you look at Man United, they're all over the place. Yeah, Ronaldo's in Portugal, Rashford wants out. There's problems. <laughs> they've sacked their manager. They don't like the new manager. They're a bit of a mess. Tottenham, they've had to sack their manager. They kind One week they beat City, the next week they lose to Burnley. West Ham look like they haven't got the squad to Ooh, maintain. So Europe. has died down already. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So I'm sitting here thinking, yo, fourth is there. It's there for us, you know, like, and this can mm, speed mm. everything up by like two, three years. You know, accelerate things, yeah. 100. You get in the Champions League this year. We're looking at Ganabri and them, man. We ain't ah, talking about me, Calvert You're making Lewis. me dream, man. You're you're we ain't talking about Watkins. <laughs> Go for the big boys, fam. Hey, so making, me, I'm like, to me well, bro. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, we'll be doing Champions League Tuesdays at the Emirates. Oi, Yo. you're gassing me. You should get work in sales, bro. You're making me believe. You're bro, making me I'm believe. telling you. So, listen, I'm in a situation now like, um, listen, I'll give Arteta his flowers. Things are looking good. I'm actually starting to feel good about Arsenal, but that kind of worries me at the same time because I've been there before mm. and I get yeah. hurt when I do that. You know, we've all been there, man. Facts, so. Facts. I like what's going off at the moment. I want to see them get over the finish line. The finish line to me is Champions League. You know what I mean? We've got one game a week. Facts. You know, other clubs are in Europe. They're still playing FA Cup. They're, you know, they've got more things to deal with. 
I feel like at this stage, we should be favourites for top four. You know, I really do. And we have got hard games to come as well. I am, I'm scared of that. I'm scared of that favourites. I can't disagree because, know, as you said, we look the most healthiest. I just feel, you know, this is the first time in a while we've held on to that. We have to kind of relish the favourite tag. I want to see yeah. us make some ground. As you said, you know, we've got games to come. How do you feel about the games to come? Because obviously, for me, forget the big teams that we all know we've got. We've got Southampton, we've got Brighton, we've got Palace. These, these are bogey teams. And also, had if we don't get top four, would you say that's failure, ultimately meaning Arteta should or shouldn't get that new contract? Oh, man. That, that, Tricky, oh, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> Tricky. Because I want to ask you, because obviously I would have... I, I want top four. I think we should always fight for top four. I think top six, back-to-back eight, there's nothing to scream and shout about, but you could have saved face. I think if you get top six, when the emotion and the hype and the roller coaster of fighting for top four goes, it'll be disappointing, but you could live with that. I think top four, if you get top four, you should get yeah. a new deal. But if you don't, it's not. I think the new deal should run in because it showed me that maybe when it's crunch time, we still got a lot to learn. If we can't secure top four, how are we going to get to the latter stages of competitions? It's crazy. Oh, man. I mean, what a question. Do you know what? Yeah, I I, I'm, I'm kind of... I, I, I would imagine, like you put in the question, if we didn't get top four... My initial response would probably be like, my head's gone. I, you know, I mean, I want this guy out. When the emotion calms down and I think about it, because of the owners we've got and the situation we're in, if we get top six, there's probably no point getting rid of him because number one, um, who are you going to replace him with? You know, all your Contes, he's gone. Zidane doesn't want England. Who are you going to go Facts. for? Facts. That, that's my first problem. And number two, it's like... Uh, you know, maybe maybe we weren't ready to get Champions League yet with this team. We don't want to go in the Champions League and get slapped. You know, there's no point. Slightly going to happen anyways, but I'm here for well, it. Well, it's man. probably going to happen. Listen, I, I keep be in the race, bro. Say, listen, man, I'm dreaming of losing 5-1 to Bayern Munich. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I, listen, I have to also give him some, you know, balance in the fact that at the start of the season, I said, I, I thought we'd struggle to even get top six. So if he gets top six, you know, I suppose it is progress. Um, it's just now you've given me that little, well, I'd say more than little, like we're sitting here now saying, yo, I think we should probably grab top four. So mm. it would feel like a disappointment if we got Europa. But I think it's how it happens as well. You know, if we just go, oh, Man United lose, Man City or, or Liverpool, and they keep slapping us. It's like, have we progressed that much? But as long as we're seeing the progress, you know, I'll probably get get my head around it reluctantly, if you know what I mean. And that's the and you said it there, and I think that's one you need we need to approach with balance. I feel there's mm. there's no right or wrongs. I don't necessarily agree with people saying fourth is an overachievement because you don't get no trophies for fourth. That should be that is the minimum. That's the whole point of why we've been sacking managers to get fourth. That that should be it. But at the same time, it is an overachievement. What I will say is. I'm looking back at January, whether it's at Arteta, whether it's because I'm I'm not really on Arteta like that for January. Obviously, every everything you've have, you've made comes from the manager, whether it's right or wrong to get rid of a Bamian. I then look at Edu and I say, all right, regardless of if you've got a penny or ten million quid to work with or ten billion, this is yeah. your 
this is your season. This is where you need to make the loans or whatnot happen. Equally, I'm sure you saw it that things were being agreed and they were they were being vetoed. So I'm going to look at the January period as as one of, as you said, great stupidity or whatnot, because that's where I just feel if we got a striker or if we kept yeah. the Bamian, maybe he would have found form. It's like a new signing word to Wenger and all of these, <laughs> and all of these sort of things. So... I don't know, man. And do you do you, you said it there, and it kind of I do see some Arsenal fans saying it. If we don't get top four, you know, people will try and put a positive spin on it and say, man, well, maybe it's because we weren't ready. And it was almost a fact of I remember a few months ago, it's almost like people were fearful of Arsenal getting top four because it's like yeah. we kind of accelerated the progress. Where are you at with that? Nah, for me, you gotta grab opportunities in football, man. Like I think top four will be harder to get next year than it is this year. Man United will appoint a manager. You know, they'll give Conte money to spend. Chelsea will go again. It'll get even more difficult for me. So I think in football, you have to grab opportunity. And that's what Emery wasn't able to do. The opportunity was there that year. Top four or Europa League should have got top four first. Um, Missed out by a point, didn't it? Before even going to Baku. You know what I mean? We should have been in Mm. Baku already in the Champions League, just chilling. You know what I mean? But we were stressed out and, and that's what went wrong. So for me, Arteta's got to be sitting there now saying, listen, man, uh, you know, like you said, that favourite tag, we don't need to worry about that too much. Just handle our business quietly right. and, and pick up the results. Um, like you said, I do have that element of if we don't get it because we don't score enough goals, you will always have that question mark of, well, if we'd have signed a striker, would that have made the difference? That's what I hope doesn't come back to bite us on the backside kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm. So, but the fact that the wide players at the moment and Odegaard are scoring the goals, you think, oh, well, Laka, Laka's going to have to assist his way to top four. You know what I mean? Even if he ain't scoring, end the season on 15 assists or something and maybe we'll get there. You know? so hey, I love it's going to be interesting, but we got a chance. But like you said, we got some tough games coming up, tough, tough games against teams that we, like you said, are a bit of a bogey team for us. And then some of the big teams as well. I mean, I mean, the only thing left to ask you on, on that as well is how do you feel about the running then, Carl? Obviously, like, psh, we've got, you know, again, I'm not a fan of games in hand and things. It's realised yeah. points, but we've got some tough, tough games. I'm not, I'm sure you you probably know it off by heart now because you've probably yeah. done it on your streams. Where are you at with the games in hand? Is there a points tally that you need to, that you need to thingy, um, that we need to try and hit? What kind of games scare you the most? I'm lulling, mate. Sorry, Curtis. I'm lulling because you think there's no one we could get better than Lacazette. Respectfully oh, to Lacazette. Yeah. <laughs> if we're talking about fucking link-up play, then the bar's even on the floor. If you're looking for a striker that doesn't score goals, you can find that. I think two truths <laughs> yeah. can... Both these people don't understand two truths can live in the same realm. We don't need to buy for the sake of it, but don't make out. Is Lacazette a world-class player? Respectfully, no. So you can find someone. Anyways, That's I'm cool. laughing at you. Respectfully, Curtis. Again, where was we in relation to the, the fixture list? It's crunch time, bro. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm I'm looking at... I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, you're bringing it up there anyway. Yeah, so... It's mad, isn't it, with Arsenal? Because you're almost like... Sometimes it's the games that you're not thinking about. Oh, The first ones That's that spring it. to mind, you're going to look at United and them games, Liverpool. But sometimes I look at the, you know, Southamptons and, and Villa and Palace. And bro, these I'm are teams sure. that seem to take points off us at times. You know, I think... Villa at one stage were beating us like bro. I'm still we're still over the line there. Yeah, like I tell you what, this next week coming up to the international break is massive. Leicester, Liverpool, and Villa in six days. 
bro. Three you know games I mean? in six days, six or so days. It's crunch six, time. Six, seven days, yeah. Sun, what what's day? that? Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah, I mean, we've been playing one game a week for a long time. Now we're going to have three tough games going into the international break. Um, I mean, listen, uh, every one of them games has, has got its own little, bro. you know. I'll tell you where I'm shook. I mean, one, I, t- I tell you what, them last three games should be three wins, but they're going to be scrapping for their lives, but... Shook, 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 shook. <laughs> Buki, expect yeah. to win, yeah. need to win, like... Yo, it there is ain't one game that I can look at and say, yeah, man, that's just the easy three points. They're just, this is it. Just where, awesome. bro, like, big man thing, where do you see three points? Obviously, it is what it is, but where, do you, where could you say, like, all right, if we're going to do this thing, we need to win? Like where do you see it? Because I'm 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 not scared. I'm scared of Leicester, but I'm gonna probably say Leicester. We should beat Leicester, but, but it's hard. They're, and they've hit form now as well. This is Vardy back. No how the thing set. Liverpool's just you know. I mean, <laughs> uh, do you know what though? I'd like to see us have a go at them. I just have you know a go, what I mean? Why not? Sure. We're at home. Have a go at them. They looked tired last night as well. Hey, but then, man, they're trying to you pattern the league in it. There's six points. To so, trophies, bro. You know so what I mean? Gerard might do his dons a favor as well. Like, I hate early kickoffs as well, man. 12 30. You know, I don't well. like early kickoffs for Arsenal. All them games are, I mean, Vieira, sure. yeah, sure. everything's got its own story. There. Brighton's got to be free at home, but they've me, done us three. before at home. These three, for me, the, obviously United and Villa, but it's these three because they're the I know fixtures exactly I look for. Bro, you look for them in August, away from playing the big teams at St. Mary's, Selhurst Park. Graham Potter likes to ruin our day with Mupea that we might have to bring Gwendozi back just for that. Yeah. Right, so boom, what would you say is a point, Stanley, then? You know, we get them X amount of points and we're good. What would you say we need to get? Or how many wins? Because I'd say, what well, I'd say... I would say, I think I was, I was writing this down the other day as well. I think three, we four? were saying we need to... Let me get the table. I think we're saying we might need to get like 70 points, was it? Are we on 48. We've got 13 games left. I want to do the math. Seven wins, maybe. Ooh, seven, seven out wins. of 13. All right, cool. Let's try to pick these seven wins, man. Like, you got to beat Leicester. Got to beat Leicester. Do you know what? I'll back us at home. Do you know what? I'd say Leicester. For me, Leicester, Brighton, Brighton. Leeds, Everton. Them four, I'd say I need them That's got to be four. Then you got to try and pick up three out of the rest. Got to try something at St Mary's, isn't it? The man are St Mary's, you know what I mean? Maybe uh, St Mary's and Palace, you got to get one win out of those two. Mm, probably got to beat West Ham as well, you know. Even Newcastle, Newcastle will be safe by that game. Yeah, let's hope they're on holiday mode, bro. Yeah, let's I want them on holiday, go. Joel Linton chilling, you know what I mean? Now, you, you need them wrapped up. Everton, like you said, even United, I'm not being funny. You got a, you got a, we got a good record against United so at home. Jammy against us, though. Like, even they at are, Old Trafford, we shagged ourselves, bro. That's what, I that's what, when I think of the games, obviously, we dropped more points, but when I think the games that I'm gutted that we didn't take points, United, because we was messing about at Old Trafford. I'd say yeah. uh, Brighton, because we was never in it. Crystal Palace Everton. at home. Everton, not holding on to points from winning positions. And Burnley, because, well, you know, you need to break down that low block, in it. So, mm. I don't know. Man, I'm saying... It's a 15. tough run, isn't it? Man, I'm saying 13. I don't know, man. It all depends what's going on around us. like Because I don't expect to win all of these games. I would... Do you know what? This The next three games, bro, probably pattern our season you know that either gives us a a a, 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 a yeah. push or we 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 bottle it 
Like, I, I would say out of them run. next three games, we've got to get at least six points. Do you feel we're going to get nervous? Because, again, as you know, the table's volatile. As good as it's been for Arsenal, which we kind of just moved into fourth. Obviously, if we don't win this week, as much as Spurs have been poor and we've got games in hand, they go above us. You know you know how the thing's gone. Other people start winning. The, the table looks different. And I've kind of been kind of preaching that, OK, we look at the table, but it's going to volatile. People are going to make mistakes and whatnot. We need to keep a cool head. So, boy, like, what are you saying? Like, it's crunch time for these young lads, man. It is. Crunch this is it now. Sink or swim, man. It ain't. You know what I mean? This is this is where the trophies are won or the, the top fours won. You know what I mean? Make yourself a hero. It's where Saka can say, "Listen, man. You know that new deal? I need 120 grand a week on that because I just got you, man, in the top four. You know, so." Right. If I was them youngsters, I'd be excited. I say, listen, I'm making myself a hero. Saka, you can get in that World Cup team, like for England, even though you've been in the team, but they should be embracing it and excited. The thing with Arsenal, we're a bit of an up and down fan base. We go and lose two games in a row. It's crisis, you know, yeah, that, and that's ever. the thing. And can that's they the handle thing. that? And that's the thing. And for me, as you said, for me, again, not to call us losers or whatnot, but there should be an element of fearlessness because what is mm. the worst fans could say? Fan things that we heard last season, things that we'll mm. hear that you bottled it, you're not good enough, this, that and the other. If you know them things are going to be said about you, you've got yeah. nothing to lose. Obviously, my last questions for you as we round up, people, um, for you, you. I want to ask you, are you looking forward to the summer in terms of transfer windows? Because it seems like we're... You know, we're not shopping in Aldi per se now. We're trying to go weight rolls and, and marks and sparks <laughs> and that. Like, and what do you make of Hector Bellerin and, and Maitland-Niles' futures? It seems that Bellerin's probably doing a bit better. Ainsley ain't doing too much at Roma. Same contract length. Is it? it do you see Ainsley somehow getting brought back in? I think first of all, with 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 Ainsley and and Bellerin, I think I think Bellerin will get a move. He he seems to be doing all right. The only thing I was reading mm -hmm. that Betis might struggle with his wages because um, he's on about a hundred grand, isn't it? You know, so cut that. I don't know. Cut that. Yeah, yeah. You you ain't ready to see him back at Arsenal. No, bro, Tommy Asi, bro. I'm happy to see someone that just passes a five yard ball. Big up Bellerin, but allow it, man. Toby I'm Asti. telling you, I hear oh, you totally. I think I think with Ainsley, I mean, maybe if we end up in Europa League, he could come back as a squad player because mm. from what Jose's talking about him, he ain't getting a move to Roma. That's for damn sure. He, sound, he sounded like he's meaty there, isn't it? Yeah, man said he's not technically good enough and that. I'm like, no. Nah, Where he said that? Yeah, they were talking about his technical ability, saying it's below par and that. I said, nah, this guy ain't getting no move. So yeah, no, I think I think he'll call, I think he'll be back at Arsenal, man, with a year left, squad player business, Europa League, hopefully Champions League. But and then you were saying, what was you saying before? Oh, summer transfer window. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. What are you looking for beyond the obvious? We know it's a midfielder, and that are you looking forward because it seems that we're talking a bit bossy. And to be fair, mm. with Mikel Arteta and Edu, they kind of did say in the summer, yeah, we're kind of just looking after the foundations. In in next week, it yeah. might be a bit more pattern. We might punch a bit and. Whether we got him or not, we did try and get Vlahovic where we were ready yep. to spend a bag, really. Bro, so we should be doing like videos this summer that are banging because for Edu said, like you said, next summer we're going for their missing pieces. So I want to see 70 million pound striker. I want to see 40 million pound centre mids. You know, I want to see Trust ballers. The right guys in. as well. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want players coming in where I'm gassed. Not like, oh, let's see if this guy's good. I heard right. he's good. I want certified dons. I want Gnabry holding up that shirt saying I'm oh, back. You're me. 
Get out of home, home, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm home. You can see the announcement video already. Little video of him when he was here before. Then he comes out, came Rose, shirt up, number 14. Uh, hey, you know I can't I mean? like I'm you to be a it, man. I'm ready. Sales, man. I want that Tuesday me. night, Champions League. <laughs> hey, I need this, We man. can I'm... be what Salzburg was last night, you know, <laughs> Bayern Munich's punching bag. I'm ready for it. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> You're killing me. You're oh, killing me, man. No, nah, but I'm expecting big summer from Arsenal, man. I'm, trust me, I'm expecting big signings. Uh, in, fact, in fact, last question, because it's kind of like well, we've been touching on it indirectly. Edu, man, like, what's your feelings on him? Has he proven anything to you per se? Because, I mean, we do hear he wanted Emerson Royal and them sort of man. Mm. But at the same time, I've got to give you credit on your part to play in this summer that we had so is the jury still out on him like do you you know do you rate him less than what Arteta is doing would you rather Arteta stay than Edu if it got to that where are you at with Edu I think the jury's out on him because I don't think he's proved that he can negotiate a big transfer yet you know he signed part on a a release clause so there was no negotiation needed Uh, one thing I'll give him some credit for he's got rid of a lot of the rubbish that you know other people have let just stay around um but again, should he start picking up a little bit of money for these players? You know, even if it's five million here, eight million there, we're paying people to leave. So, I, you know, I think the jury's out on him massively. And But I will give him some credit because, you know, some of the signings have worked out, whether he wanted them all. You know, we heard he wanted Neto over Ramsdale, Emerson over See Tommy Asu. See what I'm saying. He wanted Awa over Partey. So, uh, I, I've always said if... If one of those two gets sacked, I think Edu will be out the door before Artel. Um, if if one of them went, but listen, he's I'll give him some credit for what's happening this season, and, and we need an even bigger summer. So the jury's out, but for now, I give him a little bit of credit. Like you said, the jury's out, but I give him credit. I mean, I can't, I haven't seen enough to like pitchfork you. You know, obviously, when I hear talks of, you know, you've had Arthur Mello's agent and Telemans at London Coley in January, you know, we yeah. heard in December that you met Jonathan David. You've got to be working in the background and I'll praise and critique fairly. Obviously, Curtis, let them know where they can find you. I can't imagine no one don't know you, but let them know where they can find you. Let them know what content you've got to come. Make sure you're subscribing. I'm subscribed. It's just I'm using it in private browser here, folks, as you lot can see. It's on the burner account, man. Burner, burner <laughs> business, bro. Do you know what it is? Because on my actual account, it fucks with the algorithm. Like, when I watch you, respectfully yeah. to everyone making content, YouTube starts suggesting some duds to me. Like, so I'll yeah, go on my yeah, burner yeah. account and just watch my people them. Because I don't want to see no. random Joe blogs and that. Respect <laughs> Obviously, no, I'm on, when am I, I'm on today, 2.30. I only just listed it, actually. But yeah, 2.30, I'm on today. And uh, might do a watch along tonight as well, obviously, Real Madrid, PSG. But now, big up to you, man. Good to be back on the channel. We have to obviously make it a regular thing again. And yeah, keep doing your thing, man. Love the grind, man, and the hard work you put in. Before I let you go, people get on to him. You know, he's had this Twitch channel for a time. Oh, look you at know. you, man. Why are you, you going to do looking. this? Oh, no, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just looking because I see the YouTube and that. Like, there's bare videos and that. Look, he's even got shorts and them thing there. What's here? I need, I, I, I'm gonna get going, man. I'm trust me, the Twitch gang, we're coming. I mean, let's, I, let's I watch your football manager videos, man. Aye, we're coming, man. <laughs> I'm trying to do that. Where is it, man? You pull it on your you pull it here somewhere. Where is it? It was Where there somewhere. No, nah, but nah, it might not be there now. A month ago, people. What how many videos is that? 
They're coming, man. They're man's coming. doing the editing, selling dreams. Like, selling dreams. Hey, get on hey, to me. They're man. on their way. Don't worry, man. I'm getting my FIFA team ready first, you know. <laughs> hey, they're on to me about playing FIFA. I don't know if I want to play FIFA with these lot, man. Exactly. Yeah, Curtis, man, I'm going right. FIFA, so but I gotta sort the team up for I'm gonna get going. Trust <laughs> international break after next weekend, then I'll have some time we get going on there, man. All right, hold him to that, people. Clip hold that me up. To Remember, that. he started capping. Don't let him cap. Don't let him cap, people. <laughs> see them man there start getting these square hats and they start changing, man. Oh, here you we know. go. Oh, no. They turn <laughs> prestige. Them man changing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this, see, this is why I haven't been on for a while. You put me under bare pressure. <laughs> I only did it to you because you don't give me an easy time, bro. At least oh, I did to you man. at the end, bro. We'll be talking normally and you're going to start flaming me up at the beginning of your videos. At least I allow you to get comfortable. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh my days. Nah, I appreciate it, man. I enjoyed minor, coming man. on. Minor, man. Love for coming on. Like he said, people, you know, his Twitch, subscribe to the Twitch, anyways. International break, he's going to get going. Curtis is at live at 2 30. What are you going to be speaking about? I assume Arsenal related topics, etc. Yeah, just Arsenal, man. I see this article. They want six players in the summer and Lacquer's deal and uh, just a few bits and bobs, really. So go and take it in, people. I think I'll be on YouTube about three. So, yeah, go and take Curtis's one in first. Then, obviously, come back over. If you've missed this live stream, go and take it in. I will upload it onto um, YouTube. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, by the time you listen, Curtis's name will be in the in the, the title. So you literally, it's as easy as just clicking on that, subscribing to the thing. And then Bob's your uncle, isn't it? You're part of the DG Nation and the Curtis, your army, really. So, yeah, people, man, it's been a blessed one with Curtis. We've run slightly over. I don't want to take up any more of his time. I need to use the loo, people. I can't cap. So, yeah, <laughs> man, we're out, folks. Later on. <laughs> See you. <laughs>